And welcome back to the Lost in Sci-Fi podcast. I am your host, Leland, here with my co-host, Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. And this week, we wanted to fall down the rabbit hole of music. Yeah. Um, specifically, sci-fi movie themes or TV composers or, that you know, we... Yeah. That though, look, everybody knows, when you hear John Williams... Yes. You feel something. And you, we, we wouldn't be able to have a discussion about sci-fi music without at least like going, right. John Williams, got it. Right. You know? So we all know that when you feel something from music, uh, but there are others out there. Yes. Other than John Williams. Yes. yes. <laughs> Logic states. Yeah. Um, you would assume that they would be right. out there. Yeah. Uh, so we just have some random ones and, you know, we probably have some doubles. We may not, uh, but we actually, Yumi and Jada went to watch the Star Trek live in concert, which was my first anything as far as symphony. Because I'm not a real big symphony guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing against it. It's just not, I just don't get it. It's not my thing. Uh, I own several soundtracks. But instrumental soundtracks are fewer. Okay, all right. Like, I know what I like. Yep. I like that one. Yep. And that's the one I stick with. You know what I mean? That's fine. It's Um, like, you don't, people don't, I say people don't follow orchestras the way you follow composers. No, you do. Oh, some people I'm sure do, yeah. One symphony orchestra, you pretty much count that they're going to play something good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, you are someone that actually is in orchestra. And you play an instrument. Yes. So you understood it a lot better than I do, so I, I was... Thank God you were there to answer my questions. Because I, I like, was just like, what is that? You well, know? I, like, I always like doing that because there's so many things that I take for granted that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. But it was like the very, very, very beginning. And they're all the instruments are making this very strange noise. And you're like, what are they doing? I'm like, oh, it's your tuning. You have Everybody has to have the same A. And you're right. like, I was hoping that wasn't like part of a song. And I'm like, Because no. it sounded awful. It does. It does. But if you're to me, I'm just like, you hear that specific sound. I'm like, that's the orchestra tuning. Right. But I forget, if you're not part of that world, yeah, why would you? know that so um, that cool. I, I i thought the star trek live was amazing now having a view screen with visuals yeah really helped me which is why if you've never seen like two years in a row now we've seen they showed the first rebooted star trek two years ago and then the second rebooted star trek last year with the san diego symphony playing the music while right. the movie plays that's a great experience for people who don't usually like symphony stuff yeah. you know you get they got chops. They're playing all the music. It's great. But you're also watching a movie. Sure. Yeah. And and that's how I think I, I got through it mostly. Because, oh, it's a narrated show. Yes. Cool. They yeah. got lights. They had explosions. I'm in. Yeah. But beautiful symphony music. Which nice. I love in general because it's Star Trek music. Yes. But if it had been like, hey, Leland, do you want to go see... Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, I would have been like, oh, God, no. Right. That sounds Utterly terrible. Which is, I tell people yeah. a lot of the times, I play in an orchestra, but I don't actually go see orchestras play a lot right. of the times. You know, because I think most of the time I'm like, this would be more fun if I was in the orchestra. But, yeah, you know? it's, it's like I work in a comic book shop. So on my day off and my friends go, we want to go to the comic book shops. Oh, God. No, no, no. no I don't no. want to go. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. I'm, I'm, I live in one. Yeah, yeah. Why would I want to go to one 
Uh, that's not mine. Yeah. Yes. Which, I would, which I would go for that, except my parents worked in professional theater for 40 years, and they still would love to go and see other plays well, and other places. Different. I you guess get, You get different experiences. That's like um, watching it. That's, yeah, watching a TV show except live. But do you want us to get John Williams out of the way at the top? Because yeah, we, we might as well. We, uh, yeah, we would. <laughs> I mean, sci-fi pretend, god obviously. among composers and themes really and of every is. television, movies, beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. The Star Wars theme is iconic and really defines the film. I personally prefer the Imperial March. That is good, yes. But I love the opening. Yeah. The the vibe you get, no matter how old you are, is still there. I like the the theme. I guess they call it the Force theme. Mm -hmm. Like the sort of the pensive music that plays, like when Luke is looking at the two sons. Yeah, that. Okay, I'm glad you brought because I have it written down two sons. Like, the force theme is that slow, I believe, a wind instrument. Yeah. Okay, some sort of, maybe. I think, I think it's a clarinet, but I could short, be an oboe. Short, flute, yeah, flute whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, there's only flutes and clarinets, that's and right. I don't know any of those. That's okay. Um, I know it's not a horn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, though John Williams loves his French horns. Yes, he does. <laughs> it could be a French horn. Um, whatever that instrument is, and it's, it's like, you know, Luke staring off the two suns, hair blowing in the wind. Yeah. That is the uh, that's the ultimate emotional hook yeah like the force theme is the emotional hook yeah every not that the saying nothing else gives you an emotion mm. like when the ewok dies whatever music's playing is that is very much like oh yeah, that's poor a, little you know thing. um you hear the harry potter theme you're hooked yeah so it's like the the jaws theme Probably yeah. one of the best goddamn themes ever. Yeah. But I always feel once you get past the dun dun dun, dun it's kind of boring. Yeah, no, it is. That's fine. <laughs> you're yeah. like, because the da, da, you're like, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. There's the there's the hook. But, I'm but good. you sure do get that punch of emotion from oh, the second sure. you hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's the Jurassic Park theme. Oh, yeah, it's the a, Jurassic that, Park that was like game. one of the first, like, because you know, being I actually young that's an album I own. Yeah, yes. being young yeah. and broke and barely able to buy groceries, but I still had to go out and buy the music for that yeah. movie. You know, no, that one I own. I own the Star Wars as well, but mm-hmm. really, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, not a fan. Uh, I, I've I've recently come around on this particular movie, and that could be a whole other podcast. But uh, E.T.'s theme, yeah. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the movie per se, the theme always gets me. It is good yeah. because it's it's that you you hear it and you automatically know. Oh, that's he's going over the moon. Yeah, like yeah. it's that. But is is it more the visual? That makes you emotional, or is the theme really that good? It's uh, it's both. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, because every time you're listening to it, you're imagining the movie going on behind right. it. If you were to watch that scene without the music, you'd be like, "Well, this doesn't mean anything." No, to me. so, probably yeah. not. Um, and I have a very soft spot the Close Encounters theme. That is good because I don't I like. I love that movie and I love that theme. I I am not like a huge fan of the movie. I don't that's hate fair. it, but it's not one of the ones I go back to. No, no, that's, that's I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, in the Indiana Jones theme, I mean, you just oh, hear it yeah, you yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. when I go and punch something. Yeah. You know, it's just going adventures and everything. No, but yeah, there's some I've. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've gone camping and yelled the the close encounters theme to the sky. Oh, absolutely, you know? yes, yeah. Because no, you're just fine. like, this could be the this is it, this is the time. <laughs> and I sit there and I'm like, or not? No, you know? no, it's fine. That's okay. Uh, but not to say like John Williams is the only composer who's ever done this, no. but there's something specific about his 
composing that really resonates. Like, that's what's missing from, I think, the new Superman movies is there's no theme. That's He has a new true. theme. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. But the John Williams Superman theme. Yeah. Like you hear the slow horn, and or the you know it's quiet, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just da, 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 and you're just like, oh god, oh god, oh god, and then it's like, and then he, you're flying just like Superman does, and you're like, that's a goddamn good theme. And I can't yeah. imagine the mind it takes to create something where you're just like, it's one yeah. thing to play music, but to be like, come up with a melody that never existed before that means triumphant soaring over the moon yeah what does that sound like and these guys do that and i think williams is in a, in a master class of himself of doing that mm, mm. i yes i'm sure you can probably put a lot of his stuff together and go it kind of has the same sound to it's it true. It's but true. i don't want to say that but also that's director input as well yeah i yeah. mean they specifically told him for superman we want to make it sound like star wars yeah exactly and okay fine. done yeah and he did it doesn't but it does but if you're i mean as you a know. composer like do you know the composer thomas newman i've heard the name okay so road to perdition shawshank redemption okay but i know, I know who Nemo. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you listen to like a super cut of all of his stuff together does it all sound kind of the same yeah does it all sound really good too oh yeah, yeah definitely it I guess I'm, I'm, I'm getting a long ways around to Danny Elfman always sounds the same. He does. But also, it's very fun. You know, when you it's beautiful. I'm, yeah. I'm not... I haven't been a fan of the last decade. Okay. But the his 80s to 90s... Yeah. His heyday, really. Right. There's some shit in there that is... That bring a tear to your eye. It's so well yes, composed. exactly. I mean, like some of the... You're just like, well, that's... Those instruments shouldn't be together. Yeah. And then they, and they, but they work. He does have like, yeah, it's almost like a collage of sound that he gets in there yeah. sometimes. That he's not afraid to do something a little weird. I like mostly about his weird stuff because it's all, it's all dark, very dark in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, especially, in, um, like his Batman theme is great. Mm-hmm. I think he refined it better in Batman Returns. Okay. Um, because he added the, um, the creepy opera children's singer to it. Yeah. So there's always just like, huh? And you're just like, oh God, <laughs> knock it off. You know, it's like, but sister, I love it. My little sister's <laughs> been a fan of the Beetlejuice theme for ages. Oh, and, that's one of the best. Oh, we were yeah. actually, we were in uh, Yellowstone and we're driving through the Grand Teton Mountains and it's kind of a slightly cloudy day. Hannah's got her phone. Oh, like the... Yeah, it's kind of perfectly, yeah. It worked so well with the mountains, but it also made the whole day seem infinitely creepier. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, nice. I... the. I looked at the Star Trek people because I know that there has been usually one person wrote the themes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but one person gets credit for certain things. Like sure. it's all over the place with yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. But the main names I found was Jerry Goldsmith, James Horner, and then the new guy, Mark, Michael uh, Gigano, I think it said. Yeah. And he's the one from the The, the JJ verse, which is. Wow. They're all fantastic, yeah. but they definitely. Um, you know which one you're listening to by the era. Yes. Like, there's a tone specifically in the... You're like, oh, I'm listening to the 80s Star Trek. Which always is nice. It, it's oh, it's not like, bad. It's like yeah. it, it almost like it catalogs itself in my brain a mm-hmm. little bit like that. I can put it into a little box and be like, this is the JJ music and this is the other. And certainly in... I, th- I actually think I like the soundtrack in um, the second 
Star Trek movie more than the That's first. That's James Horner's soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I, I really, yeah. really liked that one. That was um, I don't, I can't, maybe I don't have it written down. I thought I did. But either Jerry Goldsmith or James Horner, one of those two. Mm. Whoever did the Klingon battle cruiser theme. Oh, yeah. I love these, that Klingon theme. It's great. That's, That's awesome. a great one. And I love when we saw it live because the whole stage went red. Yes, exactly. And they were like, well, we know how this goes. And you're just like, <laughs> good. Good choice. Yeah. Yes, I approve of all of this. Uh, what is one of your other random ones that uh, maybe I'm uh, not? David Newman. So remember how I mentioned Thomas Newman doing all of those movies? Oh, it's the Serenity guy. Exactly. Yeah, I have him down too. Because exactly. Serenity is a really good... That's it's another one. Music. As the second I saw that movie, yeah. I had to go out and buy that. And it's funny because I got to interview Greg Edmondson, who did all the music for the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but then this guy it did the music for the movie. You know, I wouldn't have known it was two different people. Yeah. Um. Only after careful research. But, right. Um, yeah. No. I that the music in there, and that's like, I always know that I love a soundtrack. Truly, truly love it when it ends up on my mix for going out for a run because I'm like yeah. this will actually make me run faster so yeah no just... the, um, I love the Serenity soundtrack it's it, I don't personally own it but I do like the themes got it um, yeah it, it's good so, it's a good spacey it is. soundtrack you're not like hit overly with anything crazy but you're not left kind of it's how a soundtrack should work yeah you hear it you appreciate it it adds to the movie yeah and you walk away from it thinking, that was good, yeah. but I don't necessarily remember hearing it. I guess the only reason I, why I do is yeah. I've listened to it so many times, you know, over and over again. Like, there's times when I've used it for running so much that when I go back and watch Serenity, I'm, I'm having like a, a strange I have a strange <laughs> disconnect going on. I'm like, oh, this is usually what I'm listening to when I'm doing this. But yeah, it's funny. So you got Thomas Newman. His brother is David Newman. Oh, right? okay. That's funny. And their cousin? Uh, no clue. Randy Newman. Shut up. Honest to God. They're called they call them a, what is a score writing dynasty or whatever. That whole their father apparently did it as well. Which yeah. is weird because out of the three, Randy Newman's probably the most popular and probably most successful, but he's the one I don't want to listen to. Right, exactly. But Thomas yeah. Newman has actually done way more than you think. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So but I think he actually you, but spent you more. You always money. hear Randy Newman. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are just like, take that treacle away and go yeah, do something. I think else. because Randy Newman is so um He's probably he, overplayed a bit. Slightly, but he's in the Disney area. And when you're in the Disney area, yeah. you're in a whole new world. I because really... you get... Oh, that was a bad pun. Um, uh-huh. But like he did... Randy Newman did the um, the Toy Story stuff. Yes. And that was so popular. Yeah. And, and he sings so awful. I well, that's probably <laughs> I recommend his stuff from like the seventies. Like oh got, sure, he's got an album called Sail Away, which is really funny. And also, he's so terrible. Like sticks. Does he do a cover of Sticks and Sail no, Away? No, 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 I don't think so. Because <laughs> God, that would be terrible. No, no, you don't want to listen to that, no. But he's so he's so politically incorrect. Like, he's got um, this song that's basically about the idea of, you know what, none of this is working, let's drop the big one now. And it's talking about blowing up every other country in sure, the planet, you know, because he's like, he was sort of reflecting the America thing that's going right. on, you know. Ugh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, no, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Knock yourself out there, Yeah, man. have fun, Randy. Um, I'm pretty sure you have Vangelis on your list for Blade Runner. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I because we recently had the Blade Runner topic, yeah. Um, and I went back and listened to the soundtrack on um, YouTube and stuff. I really like that soundtrack. You it's a good that? soundtrack. It's real spacey. It is very, but that's yeah. Uh, yeah it's I mean, all it's missing is like a time. theremin. 
Yeah. <laughs> but which would have made it better? Maybe. <laughs> Who's to say? I'm always amazed that there are still people out there who do know how to play the theremin. Oh, know? I love a theremin. Isn't that interesting? I think it's That's fantastic. So yeah. Um, did you see American Horror Story Season 3, The Witch Season? Did you ever watch uh, that yes, one? Yes, I did. Yes. Where did. Um, the redhead is just randomly playing a theremin in one scene yeah. for no reason. It Not like that it comes back. It sounds like American Horror Story. But it was so genius because they're having like kind of a plot detailed conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what are we going to do? We have to kill her, obviously. And yeah. then she's sitting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like... I love everything that's happening. It's great. I like this. This is fucking weird. It is. And this is why I like this show. (laughs) You know. You know the last one I saw? I saw the the, the circus one and I haven't seen anything past that yet. Circus one was a weak link. Okay. The last one with Lady Gaga I thought was fantastic. Okay, good. But that's all vampires. I'd so I, I kind of get a, I give it a pass because you know I'm, I like some vampires. I do like yeah. as much as I try to like. No, I'm not into the vampire thing. No, oh, totally I'm totally into the into vampires. The vampire. Yeah, but, no, um, and Angela Bassett's is a vampire. Like uh, that's but done. she's playing. Uh, so off topic, but it's such a good topic to just let everybody know how American Horror Story Hotel they need to watch because Angela Bassett is playing a '70s. Uh, black exploitation actress that was turned into a vampire that could no longer work in film because she can't... She doesn't... You know, reflection. So you can't be on oh, film. So right. she's no longer an actress. Kind of bitter about it. Yeah. But she's essentially... She's Foxy Brown. Like, she's paying Pam Greer. Yeah. And they do some cut uh, flashback cutaways to her old film career. Oh, wow. And her and an afro with, an, uh, with a shotgun... Is, Done. is yeah. amazing. Fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I really need to watch that season. Holy it's cow, a it's a solid season. Is I think one, three, and five are the best, and two and four are their like weaker weaker seasons. I think seasons. that's right. Wait, what was two? Two was two was the asylum. Yeah, just bit fine. off more than it can handle. A little bit, yeah. It Which, was like, we're going to have demonic, yeah. ghosts, and serial killers. You're like, yes. But we're also going to have aliens. You're like, one step too, too far. Too far. <laughs> just a little too far. My only problem with the, the circus one was that towards the end, it just, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's a lot of bloodshed on that show. But sure. that one episode where that guy is just murdering people right and left, I'm like, we're just trying to see how much blood we can throw on yeah, the screen, aren't we? The, you know? the, the thing that I think was best about um, Freak Show, the season was Twisty the Clown was goddamn scary. He really was. Like, as far as clowns that are actually scary. Yeah, that's... That was a frightening visual that I enjoyed. When they do talk about people being terrified of clowns, that's usually what they're thinking of. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Like, there aren't... Like, I don't think clowns are necessarily scary. I'm not one of those people who's just like, oh, I'm no, scared of clowns. No. I find them unnerving. Yeah, I Because also... I don't like people performing that close to me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I like. I do like them from a distance. When you see like, sure. a good clown act at a circus, I'm like, yes, I like all of these Yeah, things. but you stay in the circle. Yes. Don't, don't come don't near Don't come me. near me because I'm going to be embarrassed. And yeah, and I don't now. want your audience participation. No. Um, but I'm not necessarily afraid of clowns, but... When I think of a terrible twisted clown, yeah. I do think of like Twisty, yeah. the Joker when he's done right. Ooh, from it, that Stephen Pennywise King. is yeah. definitely always up there, um, and uh, the real life clown. Um, oh, he murdered all those boys. Oh, is that Gacy? Is that yes, Gacy? John Wayne yeah. Gacy, Blah. which essentially is all those other I characters. Say, really, this is where that all came from. Um, yeah. But I think of the those 
are scary clowns. Those really are. I'm not scared of clowns. I'm scared of scary clowns. Yeah. That's fun. yeah. I'm scared of psychopaths that look like clowns. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's actually a, a, a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the Terminator theme. Mm-hmm. I wrote his name down, uh, Brad Fidel. I don't know anything else he has done, unfortunately. But really, if you're going to go out have it go out with the Terminator theme yeah. because that theme is awesome. It is cool. It is really cool. It's it one of my, because it's always like the emotion you get when you hear it. You know shit is about to go down because yeah. it's like, duh, 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 duh. you're like, oh, someone about to get it's, fucking it's gonna ass be awesome. And it's going to be really cool to yeah, watch too. It's going to be, gonna be awesome. dramatic and there's going to be like a helicopter. And you're like, it's going to be slow motion shots. Yes. Schwarzenegger's going to do something really cool. Lots of explosions. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's funny. Uh, I've heard at one point the Tron Legacy movie was described as a two-hour music video for Daft Punk, and I'm like, I'm okay with yes. that. You know, it really I, and is. that that is one I own. Yeah. And oh, I me too. Listen to that one probably more than I I would care to admit to as yeah. far as no sound. And I realized no I, lyrics. I yeah. Mean. I realized I don't actually like Daft Punk. I like <laughs> I like that. I like five songs. Yeah. And that whole album. Because every yeah. time Around the World comes on, I'm like, nope. You know? Really? I don't oh, want to cool. listen to someone say Around the World 18 million times in a row. I don't See, care. That one's on my run of list. <laughs> sure it is. But also, it's because the people who, like, it's Daft Punk, so there's a lot of great techno-y kind oh, of Oh, sure, 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 yeah. But that's also the London Symphony Orchestra playing in the background. So those oh, is guys it really? got chapped. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, for uh, the Tron? Yes, yes. Anytime you hear the Ooh. instrumental stuff, yeah. So, I love it. Yeah, I, it's great. I want to say the name, because Daft Punk wrote, you know, the Daft Punky stuff, but then it's got to be orchestrated for an orchestra, and mm-hmm. I think Trapanes is the name of the guy, the okay. guy who did it, but I've followed some of his stuff, too. He's got chops as well. I, the Tron Legacy soundtrack is I like it fantastic. better. I like it. I mean, I liked the movie. I thought the movie was fun, but I liked the soundtrack ten times. I love the, the movie. movie. Yeah. It has, it has, I, I am fully aware but that movie is plot hole like a boat that sure. is sinking at the at, at the deepest part of the ocean. Deeply flawed, yes, but, but love it. I so don't give a shit because I'm like it's dark and they're wearing outfits that light up. Yes, exactly. And everybody's pretty. Uh, I always kind of would want to do what? What's her face? She was dressed all in white with the real high heels and she's oh, got yeah, the yeah, raincoat yeah, and yeah, the yeah. light up umbrella. I'm like, I want to cosplay as that at some point. That'd be awesome. Um, and I love that when we go to the bar and Michael Shannon's character. Yes. Is clearly David Bowie. Yes. Like yes. there's, he even got the little circle on it. You're just oh, like, oh, see, that's the Ziggy circle. That, I, yeah. I, motherfucker, yeah. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and it also kind of like, oh, if they do a Bowie movie about his life, please give Michael the call. That would be a good plan. Um, I like that. But like, I do. Yeah, no, I love... That's that's probably... That's yeah. definitely my top ten of soundtracks. I agree. I, you know, I forgot about that one and how much I do enjoy that one a lot. Of course, up right there as well. And if it's not the number one, it's in the top five. It's the Transformers the Movie soundtrack. Gotta have all of those. Stan Bush, right. who does um, You Got the Touch, and also Dare, oh, I believe. Jesus. I know, right? Love him, love him, love him, love him. And then the Optimus Prime, the death of Optimus Prime, is Vince DiCola, and that will make me cry every time. That's a great one. That scene, ugh. And it's it's a powerful scene, but it's partly powerful because the music that they played with it was no, so No, I agree. Good. Not to rehash, I, when I hear the Superman theme, I, I usually mm-hmm. weld up mm-hmm. because I... Cause, the visual and the powerfulness of my love for Superman carries that forward. Like I know that that theme represents truth, justice and, 
and everything that's good. Yeah. You know, it's the same when, um, like, the Force theme really is the mm-hmm. same for me. Like, that's the one that, like, when Vader is being burned at the end, you cry because there's that the, the Force is at peace. Exactly. You know, and six movies so, in, we're at peace. So yeah. well done. That yeah. scene, God, that scene. But I remember hearing, like, in a book at one point, someone was writing about the fact that they said they didn't really know a lot about music. And they said, I don't know about music. I only know when there's a key chain in music, key change in music, mm-hmm. when I feel like crying and I don't know why. And I'm like, that's a really good way to describe it. But that it. means you're really into the music. You yeah. just can't explain it. Exactly. Because, exactly. like, I, I don't think I would know what a key change is. Yeah, but you but know But I do when know when I cry. Exactly. When yeah. all of a sudden the music changes in a way, you're like, I just got all the feels. That's a key change. So, there you go. Now, I've got, this is interesting, back to Jerry Goldsmith and James Horner are all over my list which mm. I didn't realize how much business they actually yeah. had uh, you got Jerry Goldsmith who did Alien right which is a wonderful soundtrack it's yes. moody it's dark it's tone and you're like alright I'm Matches in space the movie yes. yeah that's good but then James Horner comes in with Aliens and you're like oh okay I'm kicking ass nice like yeah. it's just this, it's but it's same movie yeah not, yeah. but I mean, you know what I mean when I say same movie. But it's just you know, like it what you so, were saying yeah. when we were talking about sci-fi horror, about how the first movie is definitely a gritty mm-hmm. kind of horror movie, and the second movie is more of like the military adventure. And the music reflects thing. it. Exactly. And, and, and it's wonderful. Um, one of my favorite themes, not necessarily the theme of the whole movie, uh, Paul Buckmaster did the Twelve Monkeys theme. Oh, yeah. That, that Arge- Ar- Argentinian tango. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, no. I could listen to that all day. Perfectly, like perfectly. I, I'm a big fan of that. And then watching TV the other day, like I said, I finally watched the last few episodes of Angel again because I hadn't seen it for a while. The opening theme to Angel with the cello it's a music. One. It's a Darling Violetta was the name of the group who did it, and I believe they are now defunct because I tried to find yeah. new stuff and there's nothing new for them. I I love a good cello. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like if, um, and whatever the um, there's certain instruments because I'm not instrument known or educated so i just kind of go whatever that is yes i like that yes so like the pipe whistle in that one star trek with a uh captain picard yes yeah yeah that whistle i I love that whistle i don't know what i think it's some kind of yeah i think it's some kind of like i don't think it's an orchestra instrument Mm -hmm. it's because it's not a piccolo no i like a good piccolo but they are awfully shrill and uncomfortable to listen to sometimes but i think it's like a penny whistle you know it's like a little irish flute or something yeah um i also i love a good banjo when it's used properly it's do you know uh, a guy named bella fleck you ever heard of him i've heard that name but i don't know why i would know that probably one of the best banjo players that's ever existed maybe that's yeah, maybe i've heard ancillary some... people talked about yeah, it yeah because a lot of people think banjo and they think country and i'm like not necessarily no not necessarily yeah, yeah. It can be done very very well no but like a good evil guitar banjo rift at a good moment in the movie yeah. where you're just like all right that was unexpected that's good yeah, yeah that's uh, nice. but uh, like like the cello is i i love a good evil sounding cello yeah kind of Breaks the the mold of whatever you're thinking is happening. Or even well, and see, then we get into a whole other area of sometimes it's like great composers and great music, and sometimes it's just a great choice of music. That's fair. I mean, a theme could carry a career. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, there's a episode of West Wing. I think it's Noel, and there's a guy who's having a nervous breakdown, Mm -hmm. and. It's at a Christmas party where they had brought Yo-Yo Ma, one of the best cello players who's ever existed. Oh, yeah, existed. you've talked about Yo-Yo Ma before, yeah. This scene, and it's so well filmed and so well acted and so well directed, 
but you've got this classical music playing in the background, which you wouldn't think would be a good background music to someone having a nervous breakdown, but it really is. It was like one of the most pitch-perfect choices of music for a scene that I've ever... And of course, Yo-Yo Ma's playing it, so it's wonderful. But that's how just like... That song, it's Bach's Sonata and something for cello. It's existed for hundreds of years, but it sounds really good. I don't have the information to to rightly discuss this because it's off the top of my head, but what you said reminded me of it. We studied um, in film school. We studied um, music and how it did certain things. And one of the scenes my teacher showed us was, it's been so long since I've seen the movie, but um, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia when he, I guess he's by a fire and he's really in the thralls of HIV AIDS yeah, and he's yeah. dying and he knows he's dying. They have this opera playing in the background. Yes, yes. And it's a very famous operatic yes. suite, but I don't know what it is. But yes. the way they were talking about how mood influences lighting due to whatever's going on. Yeah. And I remember the scene, like he's listening to the opera singing and kind of crying to yes, the music but the scene. lighting is bright red because of the fireplace that he's sitting by and he's so angry and the and the opera is anger and you're just like oh this is a good scene i don't necessarily like this movie but this is a damn good scene and it was you know? really and it was because of the choice of the music but everything else that went into it as right. well so you, you know, know it's like there's good moments with music in film that will make or break a, a movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, obviously, yeah. but you know, find one you think of and go, yes, that yeah. was, you know. Like where the entire movie wasn't really that much for you, but you're just like, that one scene was pretty cool. Yeah, you know? there's, a, there's, you know what? A terrible example, but it happened. Batman versus Superman. Dislike the movie immensely. But the Wonder Woman theme is so batshit crazy nice. that it's memorable. Good. And when she pops up and this weird guitar string thing starts happening, <laughs> you're like, I don't know what's happening, but she's kicking ass nice. and I don't care. Yeah. You know? So that would be that's a good scene that makes or breaks a movie for me. Like movie people, not good. Like that theme. A lot of people have said Wonder Woman was the best thing to come out of that yeah. movie. Twenty yeah. minutes is sprinkled on a three hour timeline. So, you know, that's <sighs> yes. fun. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite is um, I'm I'm branching out, but it is sci fi, so I'm sticking with the theme to our show. Yeah. Uh Queen's Flash Gordon soundtrack. Oh my goodness, that's always probably so listen to that more than I should. Oh, like. <laughs> that was our big thing in college. For some reason, we found that found that music, and just at any moment, we'd be like, "Flash, bye." You know, love it. At any time, Fucking love it. <laughs> I they're they're they, on the soundtrack. They actually have a combo, huh? like um, uh, what do you call it? A collection where you put a bunch of different of the themes together okay. in one track. So it's like, hey, if you're gonna hear one track, here's all the highlights of the soundtrack. Sure, sure. Um, and I usually put that one on in the, the store when I'm working because it's fun and it's got some talking in yeah, it. Yeah. But I've got down to the point where I memorize all those lines in that one track. Yeah. So when I when I watch the movie, I'm mouthing the words. The nice. entire movie, I didn't realize I knew it that well. Yeah, Almost yeah. because the soundtrack has a lot of. Uh, track listings or sound bites. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're just like, what is happening? No, no, no. Love, but, love it. But if you want to go for Queen, I mean, the music to Highlander, that's up oh, there. Great theme. So amazing. I mean, yeah. the whole, like, all these songs, you know, Who Wants to Live Forever? It's and, a great uh, song. Every other, um, there's the other one when, um, 
the, the show must go on. No, was that for a different movie? I think there was another one where it says, you know, uh, I found a body with a head with a head with no name. I know his name, and then this music kicks oh, yeah. in. It's with the Kurgan in the background. So, all the music in in Highlander. That Highlander, a a thing that on paper mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. A thing yeah. that is not necessarily transferred well. No, though the <laughs> first one, moments. first one certainly did it better than anything else that followed sure. after. And you know? I will solidly agree with that because yeah. talk about a movie franchise that jumps genres. God. <laughs> Space. I mean, the what second movie the went into fuck that. Is that shit. <laughs> uh, you should read the story of what went into that second movie. And oh, they, I don't want they to. They changed production <laughs> companies, and then the production company got nervous, and so you know, it's like somebody's second wife who's just like you know what we really need in here we really need aliens it's, you're just like this is a, I'm watching a remake yeah but in space yeah and then somebody, Sean Connery is still here <laughs> I always like the fact that you know that was so you had a Highlander 1 Highlander 2 generally considered one of the most dreadful pieces oh god of film. yeah 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 and then a lot of people were calling it Highlander 3 The Apology which is good. And, you know? and the Highlander 3 is better, clearly. But that's but setting the bar so low, yeah, though. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> so Mario Van Peebles is my bad guy. Yeah. Oh. Fine. Okay. And then 4. Oh, and you, Which is basically just an introduction to of Adrian TV, Paul's TV, character TV for the show. show. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and the TV show was so hit or miss as well. But then again, Adrian Paul is very hit or miss. He's <laughs> Right now, yeah, yeah. he perked up. Because someone remembered who he was. I know. My sister and I always talked about the fact that he's one of those guys that you see him and you're like, hey, he's strange looking. He's strange. And then they'll catch his face in a certain angle. I'm like, he is strangely attractive. At oh, so he's like the, the Natalie Portman Uma Thurman effect. Yes. Where you're just like, you're no. attractive. And then they'll turn, you're like, oh, God damn. Oh, no, maybe. And then yeah. you're like, oh, all right, you're back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's and cool. by attractive, I mean, like, you look like a normal person exactly. and not a movie star. Exactly. You're exactly. not Charlize Theron. No. By every angle is the most gorgeous woman in the world. She doesn't like, have a bad side. No. You know, really I saw her at Comic-Con once, and it was like, we aren't valued enough to be in the presence of the big screen. Exactly. And also, the and fact she, that... Not even her. The screen. Right. Like, <laughs> my God, you know, she is... That's so cool to see her in real life like that because we know there's plenty of people who are like, eh, they're great in film when you can digitally edit sure, things and get right, it all right, at right. the best angle and everything. You see someone in real life that no matter which direction they're facing, they look wonderful. Yeah. It's like, you're just a beautiful person. You're just you like, know? you won the genetic lottery. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you're actually talented. Yeah. And by all accounts, a very nice person. It's almost not fair, you right? Know? You does know? she does she play a musical instrument or sing? Oh, that's you the, know she probably does. That's the thing that always really kicks me in the teeth. But I'm like, Andy, play an instrument? Stop it! Just quit it. You know. Uh, not to go back on an, an old episode, mm-hmm. but we were recently talking about um, the Hemsworths and yes. what they bring, other than the Hemsworthness mm-hmm. of them, which we all agree we like, yeah, because yeah. it's Thor. Yeah. But uh, they're you know they got the Ghostbuster movie coming out very soon, if not. Open by the time this is out. I don't remember. But so Ghostbusters, they the the four ladies were on the Graham Norton show recently and they and Graham Norton goes, You guys are the funniest women in comedy. Here you are in this movie. Hopefully you know everything works out great, which I'm pretty sure it will. Hopefully, yeah. You know, and they go, also, Hemsworth is in it, who also is annoyingly funny. And they were like, Yes. Yeah. They're like, it's annoying because we're funny, it's our movie, and here he comes in. Is he stealing And he's scenes? funny, and you're just like, stop it. 
And then um, Melissa McCarthy was saying she was telling a story, and I'm paraphrasing, but she was, he started singing, and she said she had this guttural reaction, just like, you shut up. Like, <laughs> shut up. And he was like, and she's like, what, you can sing to? And he was like, well, I can carry a tune. And she's like, fuck uh, you, shut up. You can't, you. you can't be better. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why we always feel good about these great movie stars who end up releasing an album and it's terrible. Right. Like, here's the thing you don't do well. Yay, you know? It's it, like, no, nah, I've never given this woman any kind of compliment, mm-hmm. but I will today. Okay. So, you know, mark it wherever. Sure. Halle Berry is a beautiful woman. She is. She's pretty. She's really pretty. I'm glad that that's all she has going for her because she's a terrible actress. <laughs> so it's kind of like, oh. You're real. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're clearly in an upper echelon of beauty that I'm not a part of, but but that's fine. Yeah, no, because but you can't do that, everything yeah, well. But I'm know? glad that I also have had accidents in cars. <laughs> of course, I didn't hit anybody, but I also am like, good to know that I'm a better actor than you are yeah, in I'm some weird way. Fortunately, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad when you could say that. Mind you, I'm not in movies getting paid millions of dollars. Right. So she's doing something right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Not denying that. But there is that where you just kind of go, uh-huh. Uh, All right. Yep. There you are. But then there's, com- no, we're going to go back to our topic, uh, bad composers. They exist. Yeah. You know, they're out so there. bad. In fact, I don't even want to know their names, no. but you know the movies. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear, you're like, Mm-mm, I don't like that movie. The music in that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example right now, and I can't because I think I've wiped most of them out of my brain. And as you should. And I, I mean, I only bring it up because it made me think of it because we were talking about Halle Berry. Oh. I hate the X Men theme. Okay. All right. I, and I only know it's because it's John Ottoman. And I, it upsets me because he has done good work. Yeah. So to hear a work where I'm like, this is not good. Everybody can have a bad day. Sure. Yeah. Um, so much, in fact, it's 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 nine picture bad day because yeah. they keep that theme, and you're just like, you can always change the theme. No, no. You Hollywood know? doesn't want to change the theme. No, I, that's right. Yeah. Um, not on my list because I could not think of anything he's done sci-fi related. I'm sure he has. Yeah. I just did not look it up. I'll sure. be honest with sure. you. I gave this a moderate search this morning because <laughs> I was like, well, once we talk about John Williams, clearly I can keep going. Yeah. Um, I am a huge Hans Zimmer fan. Boy, and he, I believe he did the music to Inception, which is another yes. one. Yes, yes. Best part of that movie is the music for me. God. Well, that's true. You don't like it. No, Here it is. I, I really like no it. No negative. Best part of that movie. Flip a table. Let's just be honest. The best part of that movie for me is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But, you know, oh, then I uh, like that Floating movie. in a hallway with the bow <laughs> sound. Yes. <laughs> yes, like, me too. I I'm like, like that. that one scene is amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's the rest of the movie that I can't get behind. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's like, there, there, the theme, there's, I think it's called, the. if you get the soundtrack, which of course I have, sure, sure. called Mombasa. And okay. it's, it's a great, like, it does have like kind of an ethnic sort of feel to it, but it just, that's on my running mix. That's on repeat on I, my running mix. Sound about Hans Zimmer, I, I love his music. I mean, I, I want to say... He did Gladiator. Okay. I think he did. I love... Oh, my God. He's another guy that just gets all the work. Oh, he does. So it's like you spit, you hit one of his things. Right. That's why. I'm, that's why I said, I'm sure he's done a sci-fi property. Mm. Just can't think of it right now. No, I know that he did... Did you ever see the movie Blood Diamond? No, but I hear it's actually quite it good. It is really good, but it's not like... I can't like sit here and go, it's my favorite movie no, ever. No, of course but not. But it is very... Yeah. It's really good. I'm kind of think he did the music for that one, and that is another great soundtrack. From what I've been told, all accounts... 
that is the movie that Leonardo DiCaprio got his Oscar for last year. I I believe they're right. Because he was nominated for it, but he lost that year to someone else. But by all accounts around the the, the campfire of Hollywood rumor is that they gave it to him for whatever that was. Revenant. Thank you. Which I still haven't seen. Which, so not even on my mind, I can't even remember anymore. But they gave it to him because of a years of good work, but realistically it was because of his work in Blood Diamond. I think that's very But it's also the same thing, like they gave Denzel Washington for Training Day, but it really was for Hurricane. That's good. And and like they gave it to Russell Crowe for Gladiator, but it was really for The Insider. Right. They gave it to Halle Berry for oh, Monsters Ball. Monsters Ball. That was for nothing. I, that's I what don't I was know why she got it. Like if they got it there. Yeah. You know? uh, I, I guess because she could pretend to have sex better than some other person. I suppose it's fine. Monsters sure. Ball is not a terrible movie though. I actually I, like it. It's not a terrible movie. Yeah. Everybody else in it was great. I liked it. <laughs> I did. It's a downer of a movie. But yeah. I that's the it. problem with that movie is you don't watch it and walk away from it going. Well, I'm glad I watched that. Well, you know what? It is probably my favorite, uh, what is it, Billy Bob Thornton movie? He's good in it. He's really good. He's yeah. good. As weird as he is, I, he's a good actor. Yeah. I actually always liked him and Angelina Jolie together. I'm like, you guys are equally weird. I it's think a that's weird good. statement. It really is. The, but the, when they were together, like with the blood vials around oh, their neck, I'm like, God. just continue to be a couple and be weird and entertaining. I, I like this, just remember know? them on the MTV red carpet oh. with the blood mm-hmm. and they were just like kissing each other so awkwardly. It was terrible. And, yes. and they were like, and someone asked them, she goes, oh, well we just fucked in the car. And you were just like, I didn't need to Shut know that. Up. But at the same time, I was like, I like that you like each other's weirdness. But you know? also, this is... The, remember, Angelina Jolie also made out with her brother at the Oscars. So there is really? a weirdness there going on There was that there. going on. So, you know, was... the 90s, early 2000, Angelina, don't like. No, I like her now. She seems fine now, but she's also <laughs> with Brad Pitt, which to this day, I'm always just like, is that real? That seems staged. You know? <laughs> Poor Jennifer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the... Uh, but but I was getting it with Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tangent as we do. I'm sure Hans Zimmer did the Brad Pitt movie somewhere mm-hmm. along the lines. Uh, I love the sound. My probably my two favorite soundtracks in the last decade have been the Sherlock Holmes, the Guy Ritchie Sherlock yeah, Holmes. Yeah, Hans a good Zimmer's one. music in that. Yeah, because it's steampunky with a lot of old timey instruments. Not it's not as beautiful as it would be with you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh my God, with the tweaks and the bongs and the whatever yes. I'm like everything about this is my favorite yes um, <laughs> what about the Matrix soundtrack do you have a I neither can you even remember it I can't even remember it how weird is that you would think that that movie yeah. would have a soundtrack that would be amazing like I, like one that we could still talk about I and think, remember today I think now that I think about it because it's been a while since I've watched it and that is fair that's fine I think it had a good soundtrack, but yeah. I don't remember any kind of theme. Like, no, yeah, and, yeah. I, I, and that's what I'm thinking. I think it had a soundtrack with um, songs. Yeah. And maybe not oh. composing in an instrumental. Which is fine, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Some of the best soundtracks I own are songs yeah. instead of instrumental. Which but. I, I think... I think it was the terrible Batman and Robin movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, and I think that there was a U2 song on there. Oh, Hit Me, or Kiss Me, Thrill Me, whatever. I know something it's been played me. to yeah. death, but I still like it. I always yeah, that like was, um, that I, I want to say. No, it was the Batman Forever. Oh, okay. That was, I, I want to say I'm about 85% sure of that because, no, I am sure of that because Smashing Pumpkins got Batman and Robin. 
with oh, one of the oh, oh, oh. worst songs of their career. Yeah. But they did a uh, a slowed version of it on the soundtrack, yeah. which is by far one of the most best songs they've ever done. Interesting. Same song, yeah. just slowed down, slightly changed the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten times better. Sometimes and you're just like, why didn't takes, you yeah, do that one? Yeah, God. that song, amazing. Nice. But one at the end of the credits, you're like, this is awful and everyone should be ashamed. Everybody Granted, has a bad day. Everyone in that movie should also be ashamed. No, everyone's <laughs> trying to forget that one exists. Yeah, but yes. that's, yeah, that's okay. That's when okay. was the last time you sat through it? Oh, a very long time ago. I, I swear, my friend Darcy is like a bigger Batman fan than anybody else that I know. And she enjoys it. I think there's just some kind of like... It holds some sort of precious spot in her sure, heart sure. because it's so bad. But, I own it. Yeah, I watch it about once every five years. I'll pull it out just to be kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm going to put this in, but I feel it's a time to revisit. Sometimes that just has to happen. And about an hour in, I kind of looked at myself and go, "What the fuck am I doing?" And do you turn it off at that point? Or do you no, I still go through because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> it's right, but it's right. but the fact that the movie is like two hours and ten minutes long blows my mind. I think back on it, and I'm like, was there really? Two hours and ten minutes worth of stuff in it. You no, know? but yes, yeah. <laughs> they made it happen. Yeah, they, they did. It's like the answer, no. Yeah, yeah, but and yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you brought up Tron because even the '80s soundtrack yes. is fantastic. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I can't remember who did it, but my God, it's no. fantastic. But honestly, so... the, the '80s Tron movie is—it was groundbreaking. It I was. Mean, um, I don't love it. No. But I enjoy everything that came from it. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, the just the visuals, you know, for that kind of, for that day's worth of computer technology just yeah. kind of blew my mind back in the day. I'm like, look with the, the bikes that leave the trails sure. behind them. I love it, you know? No, it's, a, and there's, yeah, I, it's the sad part about when you think of, like, and of course we're trying to stay mostly sci-fi mm-hmm. area. We no. branched off a little bit, sure. but, because the composers are, but. It's hard not to just keep going back to John Williams for that because he did the top one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like once you do the Star Wars main theme, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, well, shit. Yeah. Everything it's... is kind of trying to be that. Right. Now, he didn't do the music for the newest Jurassic World, though it was based on his theme. Correct. Course, they right? used his theme. Yeah, and I exactly. love the trailer with the piano. Yeah. Which I can't find. Like, I, that's not on the soundtrack. I think it was uh, just for the trailer only. Probably. And that's upsetting because yeah. I love it. I know. I'm like, that yeah. creepy whatever. I'm like, that I want that. Yeah. 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 Um, it was the same with the Harry Potter. He only did, I think, the first two. Yeah. And no, then several other different um, composers. So when did the first Harry Potter movie come out? Uh, I was in college, so 2001. Okay. So has John Williams written anything recently? I mean, he is very well, old. He's, you know, he's still... Um, he consults he, on stuff. No, he still... He does all Spielberg's movies. He just did the BFG. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He did okay. um, um, The Bridge of Spies last year for Spielberg. He always... Good. Yeah. Okay. And he did Star Wars. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, yeah but I, I figured, you know, a lot of that... Well... Did he do all the music for The Force Awakens? Or? As far as I know, I mean, nice. he's on the soundtrack, just like, you know, composer. Yeah, composer, but, okay. All right. I mean, I, I don't know I, if he was in the studio every day. I, know, I, don't know. I remember J.J. <laughs> because Abrams. Because you are correct. He is 
he's really old. But, yeah. you know, J.J. Abrams talked about people were saying, you know, you're a fanboy of Star Wars and now you're doing this. Does it, is doing this job, does it now, does Star Wars just sort of feel normal to you? And he's like, I just got to sit down the other day with John Williams to show him a scene of my movie that he had never seen before so he could write the music. There's nothing normal about any of this. It's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's anything to take away from the prequels, the music was excellent. Of course. I mean, the the uh, uh, the duel of the yeah no I, I can't remember the name of it right yeah, now. Yeah, no, we we did duel a, of fates. Duel of fates. We did a, by uh, far one of the best themes ever. Our Love orchestra it. for years. I've been in this orchestra for like, God, close to twelve years now. And we begged the conductor to do Star Wars for years, and he finally did it this last. Is this Christmas. the one you told me where he pulled out the lightsaber? Yes, exactly. Um, the, yeah, the, the baton. Yeah, the baton. Exactly. I was like, yeah. you know, the, the the magic wand that he uses to make you guys sound good. <laughs> we keep asking to use that one again because sometimes it's hard to see his baton, and we're like, can you use the lightsaber again? He's like, no. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It would be yeah. wonderful, but. That was I was surprised because I'd sort of forgotten that we were doing all of the the great themes from mm-hmm. all of the original movies, and then we did Battle of the Fates, and we actually had the chorus come up to sing kind of the vocal. Oh, we have it. to, yeah. It was probably my favorite bit of the whole concert. Yeah, really it, I don't have a clue what any of those people are saying. No, they're not saying anything. It was it's actually um uh, just consonants. And oh, words. really? Yeah, okay, I real. thought maybe they were speaking like Latin or no, something. No, no, apparently it's not real words, but it sounds really good. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. Really, let's be honest. Phantom Menace, there's two things that you remember about the movie. That theme and, and Darth Maul's double lightsaber. Yes. And yeah. if it isn't those two things, oh, 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 and you remember how bad it was. So, yes. you know, so three yeah. things. You really do. Yeah. But like that scene, and which is so much, in fact, when they, they mirror it in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. when, oh, I was going to say Luke and Leia, uh, when Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting, and then they cut back to um, Yoda and the Emperor fighting, they're using the the duel of fates theme with them, and then they kind of shove in the other one. Yeah, yeah. The other one isn't very good. No, but no. it's great because it's escalated by the other one. Yeah, but it's it was actually improved by. Yeah, it. and I thought that was so funny. Like even in the theaters, it's like, oh, I don't like this. And then we cut back. Doo, 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 doo. I'm like, oh, but here's the good one. And then it'll cut back. You're like, oh. But we're gonna spend more time with the other guys. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh well. Uh, was there any other uh, composers or themes that you just love? Oh, you know what? Doctor Who, I man. I was just going to say, I was looking because I got my music over here. Murray Gold is no. the guy who does Fuck for the, yes. new, for the yeah. new Doctor Who. And honestly, out of all of them, like all of them have... So many of the songs have been mm-hmm. great, but the 11th Doctor's theme, I really like. That's it's a good one. so cheerful and, that and one's quirky. The, that, that, for me, is the one like that reflects my Superman vibe. Yeah, yeah. When I hear it, it's, you hear that, like it's like that slow start, and yeah. you're like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And then it hits you with it, and you're like, yes, I am the Doctor. And, and then like, you yeah. get like, this great little, like kind of I think it's a clarinet in the background at one point. It's my favorite bit of it, and it just... Oh, and they use it so well. Like every time it yeah. comes in, it's like at the perfect spot in the episode I to really love get you. Tins, um, the the slow, oh, the yeah. the ones that the ood sing. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It like amazing. it's a beautiful song. It's only like two minutes, oh, and you're just yeah. like, this needs to be longer. But then you're like, no, because yeah. you don't want it to go too long. No. Um, I like that every companion has their own theme. Yeah. Like you're working on the Donna theme, which yeah. I think is a good one. Which is great because in the beginning, it's you know from the Runaway Bride, of course, yeah. and the music really is is just 
goofy and funny and you can just tell somebody's running around like crazy you know getting into trouble it's great it just really reflects her i think and the doctor who theme itself yes is fantastic now that i Be- don't remember i don't remember who the no but every about. every time every new doctor gets a new version of it in I some still weird way like the ninth one better uh, the ninth one is good i'm kind of partial to the uh 12 okay right. because it, 12 is very steampunky yeah it is like yeah. they they haven't really owned up to that no. a lot but he is yeah. like a lot of his stuff and it's very old looking I guess because he's just old he's old <laughs> yeah, they're like you're old you know <laughs> um, I, yeah because I, I love the beginning with the clock yes. spiraling and I've talked to people that are just like oh I don't like that I'm like well then you're stupid yeah. no I like um, actually the visuals on the intro I mm-hmm. like it better on the 12th but the music I like best for the no, 9th no 9th is a good one yeah but 10 his theme and then 11's theme I think are Probably top tier because yeah. they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Even River Song's theme is really yeah. pretty. Um, hard to find if you don't buy the soundtrack, mm-hmm. might I add, because I'm not going to buy it. I'm like, damn it. Because no. those soundtracks are like a lot. They are expensive. And there's a lot on there, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not giving you $34.99 for, for a download. No. I'm sorry. So. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you ain't at $9.99. <laughs> Yeah, like, I have to. I have to seriously think about it. Anything over ten dollars, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to ponder on this for a little while. Yeah. Or what I do is I'll buy like the one or two tracks. Yes. And then a year later, I'll go back to and go. Oh, and now it's lower in price. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. It's fine. Um, anything else other than Doctor Who? Because I can't think of. I mean, Star Trek, of course. We, we the hit- Roddenberry theme is the one that he wrote yeah. and whatever. I mean, that theme is always. All those themes are excellent. Yeah. Um, and they all have different composers, but they're all good yeah you know they're all i mean we could just go on all day we hit the big ones star trek star wars yeah john williams i was about to say john just williams. just say yeah. john williams but then you know we got all the like zimmer and i i could sit there and just go over to my dvd collection and be like oh i like the music in this and the yeah. music in this but i wish i would have remembered the, the ones i don't like before the conversation because then it would have been like oh well here's a good example of something that's so excellent and here's an example of shit. Yeah. And you're like, but I guess by that rationale that, like you said, you don't remember them. Yeah. And, and you don't want to. No. Like, why would you? I've because already got like, enough stuff in the brain cells. I yeah. Need to hold on to the it's like it's bad. Yeah. I don't want to think about how bad it is. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was like I do enjoy the occasional anime, but they are notorious for the worst choices of music in there. Just terrible, terrible, awful doesn't reflect the action on the screen. And, and that's a that cultural thing, I think. Due, the, uh, due to a English conversion, not like the speaking, but I mean like they don't have rights to play what they would have played in Japan, so they I change think, it? I think it's actually, I think there's been examples I've seen where they did change the music for American audiences and it was better. So I okay. think it's a cultural thing, is that sure, over sure. in Japan, this music, this, like if you see the movie, the animated movie Metropolis, okay. Um, just like there's this destruction scene at the end and this song that's playing. I remember being in the theater watching it going, the actual hell is all of this? You know, it's just terrible. So, but that's a a choice of music thing. Interesting. Yeah. No. Is Fritz Lang's Metropolis? No, not that. that, No, no, no. I thought maybe they did an anime version of that. It gets people confused all the time. That would be really weird. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) On top of 
fucking weirding already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As if it couldn't get any weirder. But True. No, yeah. No, yeah. Just sometimes the choice of music is just terrible, and you're like, "Why are you doing this? This is awful." Eh, it yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if you have a, a, a favorite movie or music movie theme that you enjoy, I we covered them all. Yeah. I can't imagine you come back and be like, well, "Why?" No, I like somebody's this one. somebody's gonna come up with like Catherine's listening to this right now, going, "Why didn't you mention A, B, and C?" And sure. I'm like, that, sorry, Catherine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but um, we are lost in sci-fi. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook uh, and um, Twitter and. Um, all the things. All the things. Yeah. Uh, we're podcast adjacent. Okay, <laughs> so I am Leland here with Elizabeth, and we will see you uh, next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>